let's descend the podcast into a bit of chaos. More chaos. More chaos. That electric moment when a ball hits the back of the net. Unbelievable game. Two great teams going at it. Compared to the other three beside him, he just looks like the new cafe or something. We are making a documentary about how shit our club is. <laughs> VR is bullshit. Who is the biggest cheater in football tonight? Harry Kane, without a fucking doubt. Without a fucking doubt. Good evening, welcome to the Football Babble, Sunday the 8th of January 2023. I uh, hope you've all had a lovely time, hope you've all settled into the first week of 2023 in January all well. Um, Brenton, hello. I haven't settled in well. No, you haven't. It's just myself and Brenton tonight, a um, few issues for the lads just so they can't make it, but hopefully we'll get a full house again very soon. Um so maybe I'm just going to shoot the breeze. Both of our football teams are in strange form at the minute, you could say. Um, okay. And then everything else that's gone on, just some other things going on in football and, and life in general. Um, Brenton wants me to go first about Liverpool, uh, which was unkind, but I'll do it anyway. Um, yes, but, Do you want me to ask you the question? Well, go on ahead then, go on ahead. How are you feeling, Philip, about Liverpool? Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I think I know we had the World Cup, but I think I need a break from them. Mm. Um, I don't think it's doing me any good at all. Even when they're winning, I'm not. I'm just angry at them for some reason. Could be part of the grieving process. I don't know. Like I've never done. I've never been through this before, so I don't know what the crack is. But um, yeah, even even when they were two one up last night, I still was angry at them and wasn't enjoying it. And I haven't enjoyed it so. Um, what has added to that, obviously, is that they've been absolutely dog shit <laughs> mm. since they've come back from the World Cup. Um, apart from bits and spells in the Aston Villa game and even the City game in the um, in the Carabao Cup, apart from that, they've, they've been really, really poor. And I just don't have the stomach at the minute to to fight. You know, like not that I was doing anything on the pitch or anything. Do you know, you know what I mean. Like, like get fully behind them and just see myself through it. Just can't be arsed really to be honest which um is obviously some people think that's a bit sad but it is what it is and then like i've, I've started doing this thing at this so obviously last year uh was a wee bit difficult and this year i just sort of started to uh do things a little bit differently so start taking my own health a bit different and that doesn't mean like i'm gonna go to the gym and get buff or anything like because i like food too much look. that's not gonna happen <laughs> sure, um, right, sure. but yes but um no just a few different things like coming off screens more um at night time i sort of weirdly had like finn talk to me there over christmas and i didn't hear him and he was asking me to do something and i had my head stuck on my phone and that kind of really annoyed me so i started to put that away um Different things, get out walking more, joining a men's health fitness class. Is it health fitness? On Wednesday night, which is starting in Leisure Centre locally here, which I'm buzzing nice. for. I think, yeah, I think the first session is football, and I think I'm the youngest by about 10, 15 years, so those old boys are getting fucking roasted, let me tell you. <laughs> um, we see I'll turn up and it'll be all ex-Irish league players or something, and I'll get absolutely fucking chinned. Um, 
just things like that. Like, and I think, to be honest, one of the negative bits of it, and this is even when they are playing well, I must stress, it's not just because they've hit a poor patch or whatever. It is even when they're playing well or whatever. Uh, is Liverpool just the minute? It's just feels really shitty like so maybe a thing i'm gonna might do is just not watch their games for a little while still pay attention obviously like um to what's been going on but not watch their full games and just catch bits afterwards if i want to and just see how that goes and just try it out because i don't know maybe it's maybe it's a change i wasn't expecting but i don't know so it's just something i'm gonna try so i've been watching all the football not going away obviously I've watched two games a day. I'm currently watching one in the background here. AC Milan about to kick off against Roma. Um, so yeah, I'll just do that and just uh, get my fix from there. But with Liverpool, uh, I this is the first time uh, I've thought about maybe maybe is Klopp done, Ooh. and it's not like. A really poor way or anything it's not like an angry way but maybe like th- this feels if you watch Liverpool like they haven't they haven't improved the midfield in four years barring bringing Thiago in but when they brought Thiago in they lost Wijnaldum who would have been unbelievable beside Thiago like that because you've lost all your legs basically when you've taken out Wijnaldum now last all year right. they got very close to everything but it almost felt like everything just clicked rather than it was a sustained, this is a team that can do this again. You know, last year felt like it was shit or bust. And they yeah. got so close touching the sun and then it all, two goals or whatever it was, and that was it, gone. And and I just feel like, without, they didn't reinforce in the summer, really, in midfield, it's really, really hampered them. And they've left themselves in a bit of a position. Now. And I, I don't really know what they're going to do, barring, the obvious, which is try and splurge money on potentially in a new midfield. Um, bits of last night, like I, I, I have said in this podcast, and I have been saying it for years. Liverpool should have signed Ruben Neves. Mm. They should have signed. Ruben Everyone Neves. should. He ah, uh, he was the best player on the pitch last night by a country mile. Nunes then came on for Wolves, who Liverpool had a link with, and he ran past for one midfield, which wasn't ideal. Um, and obviously the Wolves should have won that game and still don't know why their goal was this loud. That makes no sense to me. Um, but it is what it is. They'll have another chance to, to, to play Wolves in the FA Cup. But um, yeah, it just it feels like things have gone stale and it, and it is a bit worrying. It feels like um, you know, Klopp isn't seeing things, uh, which is really, really worrying because like I think it was Bill Shankly said it. I think it was Shankly. Uh, you don't let your players' legs go at your team. Let them go at someone else's team. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And unfortunately, that looks like what has happened now. I must like obviously last year was unreal. Even if it, it only not that it only, but it ended up with the two cup trophies. But it was still an unbelievable season. We were so close to doing everything, and not doing that is obviously going to have an effect. The fact that they just missed out has clearly knocked the stuffing out of them, and they're struggling this year. They are struggling, but they can't go again to try and get anywhere close to that with that current squad and that current midfield. And there needs to be some ruthlessness from Klopp. Um, there needs to be one or two of the key men moved, I think. They need to be moved on and replaced. And you're talking like Fabinho, like 
Fabinho, Henderson, um, obviously I don't think Thiago, whatever, because he's only just there, but Thiago, uh, even in defence, you're looking at likes people coming to the end or whatever, Gomez, Joel Maddock, Virgil van Dijk, who's been injured and has been off the boil, um, Roberto Firmino, obviously Ox, Kaida, all these players as well, and I'm not saying van Dijk, by the way, or Maddock going, but you're looking at these and thinking they're coming towards the end too, so you don't want to be hit with another situation where you replace the midfield and all of a sudden you're trying to replace the defence, you know, you need to be doing it at the same time, I think, or certainly getting think- more in. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Um, um, because I think it's um, it's right what you're saying. Um, it it does feel like that to me as well. Um, do you think Klopp, and maybe this is what you're saying? Like Klopp obviously came in full of enthusiasm um, when he first joined Liverpool and was kind of knew he had a task ahead of him to revamp the squad and completely put his style on it and put his mark on it. Do you think he has it in him at Liverpool to basically do that again? Only, you know, he's 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 built a relationship with these boys. They, he, they're his players. He's brought yeah. them in. Um, and maybe that's what you're saying. Is it that, that he might not have it in him to kind of be that ruthless with his own players and um, sort of start, at least start to build a new squad? Well, um, the history of the club, to steal um, Chiellini's line, is mm-hmm. uh, is it no. He doesn't have it in him because um, he does get so attached to players that he, he doesn't, you know, recycle, he doesn't uh, revamp up the team, change players because, you know, they're his boys. Yeah, do you know what I mean? He, he doesn't do it, and he doesn't replace or get rid of them and replace Mainz and Dortmund. Both things happened, so you're hoping third time lucky here, or not third time lucky, but you know, third time's a charm where he, he decides right, this is what I need to do, and it has to sort of start this window, which is another awkward window to try and do it. Liverpool have been all right in January, don't get me wrong, but and they've got Gakpo in, who looks such he looks technically brilliant, <laughs> like yeah. he looked like he'd been playing Liverpool all season. Didn't score or whatever, and, and uh, maybe wasn't in the four positions that you'd want them just yet. But as already his link up with Robertson at times was just class. Like, um, so yeah, I, I hope so because it's hard to look beyond what life would be like without Jurgen Klopp. But it is worrying that it seems to be exactly the same thing as with Dortmund, uh, unless I'm mistaken, unless the Dortmund fan or Bundesliga fan could come on and tell me otherwise or tweet me otherwise, but it looks like the same mistakes are happening here again. And even his press conference on the night where he said, like, it's not the it's not a midfield issue, um, but it is Jurgen because the midfield are doing nothing. You know, when we had Wijnaldum, uh, Wijnaldum was so underrated. But when Klopp when he left, Klopp called him the brains, the the legs, the heart, and the lungs of this team, and he was. He's a freak like like Liverpool, like, and, and, we, and he moved, he left, and he went on, and we never replaced him. We never got someone in, and yeah, you can talk about Caicedo, who looks a brilliant player. Um, other players are being linked, but this need to be smart and clever again. And I, ne- I never um, criticise now or question a Liverpool transfer. And I during the <laughs> the season when with no centre backs. You just knew they were trying to get bodies in, which is fine. 
so that was different. But you know, a key transfer or transfer with a fairly decent transfer fee, I don't because you know it's been planned, it's been well thought out. There's no real punts. People say there's punt in Nunes. There isn't. There's a high fee in Nunes, but you can Nunes scored tw- ten goals in twenty three games, and the cra- and that as if that is a bad record. And the crack is that he could be scoring more. That's unreal. Yeah. He, could, he could be scoring more. That's a brilliant sign. Do you know what I mean? Ten goals in his first twenty three games in England. He's on course yeah. to hit twenty goals. How is that a a bad return? Do you know what I mean? Um, there's a lot of speak about him, isn't there? There is a lot of talk about him. There is lots of talk about him. And look. He signed for a big fee at Liverpool. There's always going to be talk, you know. You can see it coming in on Anthony now because he's four goals in whatever games it is and, and hasn't looked amazing. And, and the same thing will be happening because he's a £100 million tag on him. Jack Grealish gets it, £100 million price tag. Do you know what I mean? Kai Havertz, yeah, he mm-hmm. scored a Champions League winning goal. Do you know, it's, it's it's because of the, f- the fee and different things and because of the clubs they're at. But, um, yeah, they just need to be... Clever again, they need just need to. There's all this talk about Jude Bellingham, that's great, but they need not Jude Bellingham's not going to solve everything, or he's going to have to be the greatest midfielder of all time if he does. They need to get people in, clever people, and we we need we need dogs in midfield that can run and can get stuck in and can not just have to be technically brilliant as well, like, but we need we need bodies in midfield because we're getting overrun ridiculously and we just need to add it. And, whether they can do it in this window, I don't, I'm not sure, but it'll be really interesting to see what they do do down the line because I, I think to, the summer of 2023 is potentially, if he's still there, like if he hasn't walked away or things haven't gone drastically wrong, like um, could be Klopp's most pivotal. Yeah. Because he, ha- yeah. he has to now, he has to, you know, you look at it, Trent, yes, Robertson, yes. Van Dijk, Madup, yes. Gomez's injuries you're worried about, whatever. Kanate, obviously. I mean, he's having a bit of a, a weird patch since he's come back from the World Cup. But I think anyone who watched him in the World Cup could see how good of a centre-half Liverpool have in their hands here. Yeah. Um. Then you look at the midfield and you're like, uh, could replace all that. And then up front, it, maybe Firmino moving. And then hopefully you have Diaz, Jada, Gakpo, Nunes and Salah. Yeah, you know, on paper, like when you said like that, you know, obviously a Liverpool have had their injuries too, like, and like people say their excuses, but like it is, it's a big deal, like to have players like that many players of that quality missing, you know, yeah. as well. Um, but for me, it, the with Henderson kind of getting on a wee bit, um, it's the mobility of the midfield that that isn't quite, oh, it's isn't gone. quite rightly um it's gone as you said teams are getting through too easily um and kind of when you look at you know the midfields of of other um clubs up near the top of the premier league there's there's kind of a lot of vibrancy and pace and power and um it, it just I suppose with like Fabinho had been out for a while there, Thiago's injury prone, Henderson getting on a wee bit. As you say, like there's nobody who excites you maybe really anymore in that midfield. Obviously, Thiago can have his moments, but maybe not often enough. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, the likes of, of Mad City there just have an embarrassment of riches in that area of the pitch. And um, seeing it with Arsenal this season too, like Xhaka has come back to 
to the four, Odegaard has been possibly the player of the season like so far for me. He's, he's just stepped it up a level. Obviously got the captaincy now. Um, and, uh, you know, these sorts of players are, they're playing a very important position in your team. And especially for Liverpool, um, they are the link men. And I just don't know if they're up to scratch anymore. They're not. Uh, I'll, like Jordan Henderson, obviously, he's my guy, like, so, uh, but it's worrying. Like, he's usually the one as well, even last year, that would have been bringing the intensity and would have been hounding and chasing. And he, you could see that. It's not furring him either. He needs bodies beside him. Um, Fabinho has gone completely off the boil. Since last season, really worryingly, like worrying for him too. Like, it, like I think he needs a, a new challenge. Um, and then even Thiago lately hasn't been great, but out of all of them this year, he's probably been the one that's been consistently better. Uh, the last couple of games, always been sloppy, but um, can't fault him for that either. And so, yeah, it's it's it needs properly revamped. It probably needs a brand new midfield. Uh, with the likes of Ox, Milner, who are going to go, Kite is going to go. Um, Harvey Elliott's too young and too small, and too, I don't think he's strong enough to play midfield. I'll have this argument with anyone all day long. I just don't think he is. Could be good. Obviously, he's certainly an attacker and a wide forward, definitely, but what he doesn't have is great pace. Yeah. Um, and I'm just uh, not par- sure. You know, yeah. I know he's powerful for the size of him, but. Um... When you compare him to somebody like Fabinho at his pump and the likes of Rodri and Xhaka, you know, mm-hmm. Casemiro, um, is not. I agree with you that he's he definitely could have a role to play in that Liverpool side, but like not as your kind of one of your anchor men in midfield. Yeah. I tell you what, like as much as I, I, you know how much I love Darwin Nunes because he just is like I just love watching him, but young Ben Doak. Is class two, um, to watch. Like he came on last night and skipped past. I think it was um, actually Matthias Nunes. I think he stuck a ball through his legs, and then away he went. And like he's seventeen, <laughs> and he has pace. He's very quick. So it's often the thing. But yeah, at the minute Liverpool just they're they're not good for the health, bruh. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> I think I'll just gonna swerve them. I think next week they're actually on at three o'clock, so I'll keep myself busy and avoid that. And then it'll be the Wolves game. Um, I'll maybe check back in. I'll give myself the Real Madrid game, maybe. Yeah. And come back at that, and just give myself a little bit of a breather because it's just. And I said, even if they are winning or playing well, like it's just that just get angry at stupid things. And it's just not not great. Like, but um. Brent Chelsea, I mean, I don't mean you cheeky, but it could be worse for a Liverpool fan. And it could, I was about to say that. Could be Chelsea. Yeah. Or Chelsea, as Finn calls them. Tenth in the Premier League. Yeah. Ten points behind top four. But here's um, the thing, and I said this to you before. I think it was. I think it was over Christmas. We were chatting about this. Chelsea are probably the only club I'd say the top six that can take a tenth or eleventh in a league and be like, aye, whatever, and come back the next year and be grand. 
Yeah, done it before. It doesn't seem to like. There's a real weird aura and thing around Chelsea. Like it, it doesn't seem to really phase them if they miss out. This is another thing too. If we miss out in Europe, like whatever fans are gonna have to get used to it. You just reset again. They have to take that mindset. But we're talking about Chelsea, and they just seem that's what they do. They reset. They're like, right, okay, cool. We'll just come back and win the league then. Yeah. Oh, I wish. Um, I was just saying there before. Um, before we came on, uh, came on air, that it's um, obviously going out um, to Man City in the FA Cup. Obviously, having been beat by them in midweek as well in the Premier League, um, it's clearly not good. Uh, but it's <laughs> I saw um, somebody tweeting, and they were serious uh, that the team that Graham Potter picked today. Clearly highlights that he's focusing on the league, um, which I thought was funny. As um, if he's focusing on the league, like we're in in big trouble being in tenth. Um, they do have, you know, the game in hand on some of those teams in the league. Uh, if they can, there's still quite a few games to go. If they can get in in around it, um, you know, I still think they could fight. For a top four place, it's very unlikely at the minute. But um, I think this season is is definitely one of those, like a reset season. Um, they have a serious amount of injuries. They have signed a serious amount of players, um, you know, both for now and for the future. Um, it was... I think always going to be this way with the with the new direction that they're they're trying to go, um, be self sufficient and and um, you know not in the future pay these big huge transfer fees for big players as we as we've seen to Benfica's annoyance with Enzo Fernandez. Um, oh, they didn't take that well at all. Which didn't go down well, um, but yeah, it's. Um, it's not a, a pleasant watch at the minute. Um, I just think, you know, Potter has been unlucky with his, you know, yes, they've, they've like nine, ten, eleven injuries or whatever it is right now, and that can happen to to any manager. Um, but I think the the injuries that Chelsea have, like. Race James, Ben Chilwell, um, Angolo Kante, you know, these are Kovacic has been in and out of the team. Big, big important players. Like we've seen the stats for how Chelsea change when especially Race James and Ben Chilwell are in the team. Uh, you know, having Aspilicueta there and, and Kukurea not like for like replacements at all in, in those um fullback or wing back positions. So it's hard, it's tough for him, but you just kind of have to keep grinding. They have a really, we knew before that a really, really difficult January. Now, missing Pulisic and Sterling too. Um, I think for a couple of weeks they've said they're going to be out. Um, I think it's just kind of, it's kind of one we're just going to have to grind through. Um, I think Chelsea actually play Liverpool quite soon, um, which is a maybe a battle of the struggling big six um but after that you know they 
um, they should get some points on the board. They need to build up a, a bit of something, a bit of confidence um, for going into those two Dortmund games because I think they play um, Spurs in between those. Um, you know, but this has been um, it's been a rough run, and um, I don't know. It's it seems very the team changes a lot, which is something I I don't love. And yes, it's down to injuries too. But sometimes you could be, you know, having a very different system one week to the next, as well as you know three or four players changing your your backlines changing personnel and people are switching in their positions i don't think that's a good sign um especially the the whole backline thing i think if there's one thing sort of true in football like the backline sort of need to know each other know what movements each of them make um you know and how the other will react to that um a lot of these back threes and back fours they may be playing together for the first time um, in sort of important games. You can see that they're making mistakes because they're not familiar with what each other are doing. Um, and, you know, the the number nine thing is an issue too. We know it hasn't really worked for Aubameyang. I think he was injured or sick today as well. Broya is now out for the rest of the season. So Havertz is having to play in there. It's... It's not really working. It's I don't know if it's if it's his best position to be fair, um, but I think I really am not on the much to um, Steve's dismay. I'm sure I'm really not on the Potter out train. I think um, I said this with Tugel, and and I love Tugel, and I think he he went too early. He needed more time, one hundred percent. Um, the change of ownership just um came at the wrong time for him, and I know the player the there was a section of the crowd today chanting his name, which is not great. Um, if you're Grand Potter, but I think they've made so many changes as a club, um, as a playing squad. The whole structure of the academies changed. The scouting network has changed. You know, there's um even down to the communications team has changed there's a lot a lot of changes it, it actually is it's it gets said all the time but chelsea is a ma- massively in transition um and i don't think you can sort of get whatever six seven months in into this change and because it maybe hasn't gone exactly to plan so far you can't just get rid of the manager if he's part um if he's part of your plan. So I, I don't want him to go. Um, I think definitely he should stay, uh, give him this transfer window, give him another summer, see where we're at, where we're at this time next year. Hopefully, um, you know, is we, we know what he did at Brighton and they're seeing the fruits of that labor now. Um, I think there's, you know, smart people at Chelsea um, who will eventually get it right. I just think it's obviously taking a wee bit more time. It's a very competitive league and <clears throat> you get no sort of let up. Um, 
obviously they've they've drawn Man City in both both of the um, cups, which cups. just not great luck. But uh, if one thing, it it does give them maybe a wee bit more time on the training ground to sort of firm up those ideas. Um, hopefully, get a few players back from from injury. Um, and kind of just grind it out the rest of the season, see if we can make another few steps in the Champions League, which would, um, in a way, maybe sort of uh, plaster over this um, this r- real transition seasonally. Yeah, it's it's, and it seems to be like every three or four years, this is this happens. Chelsea too, worse like. Right, we're going through a bit of a transition, and then usually it's ended up with a bit of silverware too, as well, which now is going to be only the Champions League, which you would take, obviously. I would take it, sir. You're right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I think it's uh, Chelsea real interesting one at the minute. Like Bowley, because of his new owner too. Like, uh, what way? What does what way does Bowley adapt? What does he think? Because obviously. Rowan Abramovich was ruthless. Yeah, Bowley's shown he can. I think maybe not ruthless. I think he was just uh, maybe. I think he made an error second Tuchel. I think he was maybe just um, too brash, too too quick to make that decision. Um, maybe try, he's trying to maybe stomp his authority as like I own this football club now, so blah, whatever. Um, I don't know, but I think that was an error and it was too brash. Whereas now, as you said, like he said about this before with this project, what's he going to do? So it's a really interesting story because we could be talking here right now in the next two minutes, it could be announced Potter's left. Do you know what I mean? I, I know, and that, you know, what could have really, or could have been a real possibility. Um, but that is, I mean, to say a press release now about. Potter being sacked would be the worst thing the club could do. I think. Um, I know there's there's kind of chatter from not not that many people on Twitter, but I have seen it. Um, I just don't think it's it will be the right move. I think the days of that at Chelsea should be gone now. When when yes, that like that was the way Abramovich worked, and it worked for him. It it was absolutely brutal sometimes to, you know, um, kind of move on from certain managers that that you loved and who like Conte for example loved him when he was at Chelsea. Um, obviously that went pretty sour pretty quickly, but um, it was his way, and we sort of knew that about him for for like fifteen years. But I think this is like a new era and. Should be done a different way, um, you know. There's a lot of managers have maybe started worse than Potter has at certain clubs and, and gone on to to have an unbelievable time, win trophies and and bring success. So we're very early early on, and um, I think he sort of he he definitely deserves. A bit more time. Um, who's it up next for you in the league? Liverpool are away to Brighton, which is <laughs> not ideal. Um, who did Chelsea have next? 
Um, I think we might be where to Fulham. Oh, balls. So, the West London Derby to get the hearts going. And then playing really well, too. Yeah, like um, Fulham are ahead of Chelsea in the league. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Which is wild. Um, Chelsea are at bottom of the West London Premier League uh, with Brentford and Fulham both ahead of them. So, that's pretty depressing. But... Um, I think Mitrovic might be out, suspended. Uh, oh, nice! Which is nice for Chelsea. So unless he, unless he's able to use it for the FA Cup. Hmm. I, I don't know. Was it the FA Cup he got booked in? Um, I don't know what way that works. But I think I think I read from a journalist that he's out. I need to double check that. But that would be fantastic if that was the case. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's uh, it's away from home, like it's a London derby. Chelsea need to really kind of um, get up for that one because <laughs> now they're they're playing a team who who are ahead of them in the league. Like so, um, there's motivation there to to push on above them and sort of get back to where you know they belong, essentially. Um. So away from our own teams, uh, and even away from football, like um, other things have been going on. One thing that actually has happened uh, was announced there. Uh, I think it was Friday. Was the passing of Gianluca Vialli, uh, obviously mm-hmm. Chelsea legend, football legend. Like, and, like I found this real weird because it really hit me for some reason. Yeah, like I remember the I remember him before he was at Chelsea. Obviously, because I'm a wee bit older than you. Like I don't remember him since the Oria days. Really, but I remember him obviously for Juventus and winning uh, the Champions League as Juventus captain. And that Juventus top he wore, or, or what it played in, where it was like the blue with the stars on it as well. And just like how unbelievably player was. And the most vivid memory I have of him is Liverpool were 2 0 up, I think it was at Stanford Bridge, when Stanford Bridge was getting renovated in the FA Cup, and himself and Zola. Decided to just roast Liverpool in the second half and went four yeah. two. Liverpool had no answers for them, um, and that was like I remember that really, really vividly, and just how good he was and what he seemed to be as well. Like anybody that seemed to talk about him, or anytime he came across on TV or whatever, he just seemed to be like a man with the biggest heart of gold. Yeah, ever. I think his his thing was. I think James Richardson was saying at the night that he. The key to happiness is always smiling and always trying to help other people. Yeah, class. and it seemed to be the way he led his life. Like, like I watched tonight before we came on. I watched some story of Napoli, and obviously some stories where he won the Scudetto. Uh, and he was he was a god there. Like, uh, and they were singing his name, and like I was choking up watching it, and like it was weird because I have no affiliation to some story, but the yeah. whole stadium was singing his name, and even. The anthem beforehand, the the something anthem beforehand, and I was like, "Oh, this is actually wrecking me." Um, very very sad. Like obviously, the outpouring from all of football of him just shows how important he seemed to be in football and how like how much people loved him and adored him. So obviously, at Chelsea too. When your next home game, I'd imagine there'll be something for him as well. Because people forget, like Chelsea hadn't won anything for years, and then he turns mm-hmm. up, and all of a sudden start winning cups. He set the stand. Yeah. Like he set the things in motion. Yeah, and League Cup, FA Cup, Cup Winners Cup, 
it all comes from Viali arriving and winning things with Chelsea. Like and like if you think about it, like they signed Gianluca Viali, who was on one of the best strikers in the world at the time and obviously we were yeah. only children so it wouldn't have been buzzing for us, but something like that happening now would be massive, massive breaking news all over Twitter. On a free transfer. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> Absolutely um, wild. And you know he I suppose probably brought that winning attitude. Um coming from the career he had he had had, you know, to that point. Um so the sort of the man he was and the player he was, um, because he was so nice, because he was smiley, because he was happy go lucky. I think he, you know, spoke English from the word go. Um he uh he had all that, but he also had sort of a um like a killer in- instinct. Um like a, a real will to win. Um, and, you know, that's what all the players speak of when they speak about him. This is the, the two sides to him. You know, the really um, friendly and happy guy, but the a real talented and hungry footballer too. Um, but, yeah, that's, I think the... The memory you have him have of him against Liverpool, maybe not not so much a happy one for you, but like that is the the memory that I think a lot of people and myself included have. Um, Chelsea kind of just turned the screw, and and he was the the kind of catalyst. Obviously, got two goals, um, and you know Chelsea um, went on to to win the FA Cup that season. So. Um, he made an, an immediate impact when he first came and yeah, just to suppose it was, I was like prime sort of primary school, um, just football always on my mind in kind of from 95 90 sort of 96 on, um, real sort of impressionable at that stage. And, and that's, when he joined and um you know when as you said Chelsea started started winning cups and started getting success again um he and you know even after that anytime you, you saw him on um on TV being interviewed obviously then being involved with the Italian national team the, the winning the Euros um he always came across so well, an absolute gentleman, and um, that's just very sad. I was just real, like one of those, um, like we also last time me and Steve Rome, we had obviously Pele, which um, was like obviously seismic on a world stage too because of obviously who he was and what he did. Um, but I, but Pele was obviously before all of us, um, so this yeah. was like our childhood, like like. I always remember watching that Juventus team on ITV or RTE growing up before we had all the Sky and BTs and some people have dodgy fire sticks, don't know who it is, and we can get everything. But, you know, you couldn't watch everything. So you're always like, oh, every two weeks or whatever it was, here comes football on in Europe. And Liverpool weren't in the Champions League at the time as much and um, weren't for ages. But obviously 
the bigger teams were. Plus, I was I've spoken about this before. I was in, insanely obsessed with Syria because of Channel Four's coverage too. So I watched it. So he was part of my childhood growing up. So it just maybe that's what it was. It just hit me. I was like, God, Gianluca, like because even though he did play for Chelsea, like I always loved watching him and loved seeing them and him do well because of that like so yeah it was just one of those but um so lovely to see all the moments in Serie A this week um for him and stuff and I'm sure the next time Italy will play and um, there'll be something as well yeah heart's broken for Roberto Mancini like they were best friends yeah got him involved for the Italy team at the Euros you, you can you've seen the everyone's seen the videos and the footage of it like the hug at the end when when Italy won it and all like so um he's obviously been been through the mill too and obviously done his family but yeah just one of those moments where like no one no one has a bad word to say about him everybody's real positive and lovely words so it was it was nice too like so he's hopefully gets the send off he deserves and um yeah just if you get a chance anyone listening to this go and check out those Sampdoria scenes um apart from that Brenton obviously the lads aren't on um Man City keep winning Rashford keeps scoring then they sign. Well, I don't think it's been agreed yet, but big white Weghorster. Very sort of from left field, wasn't it? Um, yeah, um, I think as well. Like, and I'm guilty of this too. I saw a lot of United fans, like you know, happy for it and and whatever. And he, and he, and he might he could do quite well at them, but the worry, and it's not to be negative or anything towards them, but the worry for me would be that you're having to loan him. Do you know? Uh, like, was a hundred odd million, whatever it was you spent in the summer, is that it? Is that it all gone now? So they can't, can they not splash money? Is it, has it gone really sour now? Is the Glazers just completely said, like, until we get this sold, you're not getting a penny out of us? Because um, it could be the difference, you know, top four or not towards the end of the season. He could work out really well. I know he has a decent, I think, goal scoring record. You just kind of, like, it's weird what way they're going to go. They, they're going to like hoof it up to his, his chest and play off him. Um, but I think they've, they've worked quite well what they're doing at the minute. So it's different. It, it is strange. Like um, Again, obviously, he had that moment in the World Cup. One of the greatest moments of World Cup history. Uh, that, yeah. that cameo we had against Argentina. So they'll be hoping for more of that. But um, yeah, it's it certainly is a different signing, Britain. Yeah, um, I like it. Um, I I don't know why I like it. A big it, man likes a big man being signed. Decent. Yeah, it might be that. Um, I just think United are kind of in a good moment. Um, <clears throat> I think uh, sort of the um, the creativity they have in the team can can kind of only benefit um, someone like Weghorst. Um I don't know kind of how, um, how how much sort of um, football you're going to get out of him um, in terms of what you would get out of, out of the likes of um, out of the likes of a, a Rashford or a Martial um, but you have Christian Eriksen on that team. You have Bruno Fernandez. You have Anthony, um, arguably 
on and off form. But these are creators, and um, I think uh, chances won't won't really be hard to come by for for somebody like him. And kind of to an extent, you know, like a like I don't think we see a huge amount of. Yes, he's he's got um, clever runs and he's got um, power and pace. Um, I'm talking about Holland, but there's not a huge amount of lovely intricate link up play and um, kind of coming short for the ball and then going along. Or you know, it's very direct. It's very I'm in this area, put the ball there and I'll score. Um, now I'm not saying Vaghorst is is um is on a similar level to Holland, but I think he's the same type of player. Um where he's he's big and he's strong and he's a presence and he'll cause problems. Um and I think United you know have had that in the past and players like that have definitely um been useful. And I don't think they really have somebody like that at the minute. Um Martial's a completely different type of player. Um, and so is Rashford. They don't have a... You know, they've had... Um, sort of like a Cavani. Um, I know he's, he's not the same player as Cavani, but um, somebody like that who who's going to... You're guaranteed that they're going to be in the box. They're not going to be anywhere else. Like Rashford can float out to the left. Um, Martial can, can roam... But somebody like that, I think, is is going to be between the sticks and will get on the end of things when you have such creative players about. So, yeah, I think it could work. Um, I don't know if it's gone through yet, has it? Or is it just kind of um, being spoken about? Yeah, I, th- I don't think it's been finalised yet. But certainly there's a lot of, uh, like a lot of talk about it. Um, and I think it is going to get done. I mean, he was saying bye to uh, the Besiktas fans last night. So, looks kind of ominous that way. Um, and they have to just get it agreed with Burnley and Besiktas whether he can be loaned to Manchester United. Um, but yeah, um, big route back and hopefully hopefully come back in the Premier League. Really, as you said, really interesting to see what way they work with him because obviously he is going to have very good service. So um, maybe that he'll just spring into action and, and maybe he will be the difference that um, is between top four and, and more for Manchester United. But I just, I don't know, it, it would worry me a little bit that all they can do is alone unless uh, unless like they're, they're holding off because they have potentially a huge deal coming in the summer for someone. Um, mm. like a certain Tottenham striker, unless there's something like that. Possibly. Yeah, possibly. Uh, so yeah, interesting. Like big white uh, January, the January transfer window hasn't really exploded into anything yet. Certainly, there were if you if you sat on Twitter all night, you get fall fall down a wormhole of um rumors, and certainly there was a lot of chat about um obviously different ends of Fernandez, Jubilee, Moses Caicedo, our three clubs linked in all this as well, and different <laughs> ones. So there hasn't been that one uh, that has kicked off everything where um, all of a sudden there's so much moving and things start happening. Maybe there won't be. Who knows? The World Cup's maybe curtailed a lot of people that are maybe holding off. Deals are maybe getting done in the background. 
for the summer, really and truly nobody knows until something announced. That's why I love the Gakpo deal. Nobody knew anything about it, and then next thing, yeah. bang, it was done. Um, more of that for Liverpool, please. But away from football, um, this year, uh, I think we're gonna probably pay more attention to golf, Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be coming back. Well, it has come back, but I mean, for us, it's all about Roy McIlroy and Shane Lowry. Um, come back in anger uh, for the majors, and this year. I know it's a wee bit far out, but is he going to win another major? And is yes. it going to be this year? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what one is it going to be? He, he was so close in all four majors last year. Like I just think it's um, it has to happen. Like, um, I mean, I obviously would love it to be the Masters. Number one, it's 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 the complete the set. Um it's his favourite. It's it's my favourite. Um I I think um it kinda suits his game so much. And also I think possibly this season if he um we haven't seen him play yet really in twenty twenty three, but if he kind of gets that monkey off his back in the first major of the year he could definitely win more than one i think it's that sort of a that sort of a time in his career um he had such a good 2022 um and you know had to deal with all basically being the the pga tour spokesman for um for everything about live golf uh, and if he if he kind of doesn't have as much of that to do this year, um, he can kind of focus even more on his game. And he he has, without doubt, found something um, that he hasn't had for for a few years. So let's hope he can he can really kick on. Uh, it'd be one of the moments in sport as a fan like well like especially for us too where it would be like a core memory <laughs> yeah if you were to win uh the masters and complete the set and and i think like maybe i'm just too keen and too bad towards roy McIlroy, but i think if he were to win it he could do something pretty special the rest of the year like you could see the pressure come completely off him then and like yeah he is the bit when he when he, everything's down to it. He's, I think he's the best on tour. Like Spieth, around the greens a freak. Yeah, Spieth a freak. And like and as much as I don't like Jordan Spieth and find it a little bit boring, but when he when he's going, if you want to watch good golf and maybe try to pick up something or just enjoy an athlete at their peak, whenever Jordan Spieth in the groove, it can be pretty special. Um, but I still think consistently, and I still think as a player, no one touches Rory. I honestly don't think anyone touches him. I just think, uh, well, it's well documented and there's so much historical evidence of it. Like there is just times where his own head beats him. But if he were to get that Masters, <laughs> absolutely good luck the rest of the field. Yeah. Um, absolutely good luck. He, I don't, <clears throat> I don't think he, he kind of has, um, Oh, certainly at Augusta, I don't think he has 
the same hold up as it doesn't have the same hold on him as it did in previous years. I think we saw that this year. He he made such a good run in the last round. Just to do think Scotty Scheffler was better um, and deserved it. But mm-hmm. um, I, th- I, I, I think he's kind of forgot about um, the whole breakdown he had. Um, he was young. He's done so much since. He's probably, you know, would be relatively happy with his with his career if he just um if he sort of left golf now and he, and he's nowhere near doing that so i think he knows he kind of has time um he's done so much and he believes it'll come i think um so whether it's whether it's a masters this year whether it's another major i think he will get at least one um but I can't see him finishing his career and, and not getting the, the Grand Slam. And oh, sir. I, I think he deserves it so much. Like, I really, really do. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, me and you are very biased, but yes. Um, yeah. Like, I also think Finn deserves it and he doesn't play golf. Um, so you know what I mean Uh, and like he would say I deserve it as if he wants a snack of the same ilk Um, we both think the same thing but whether it happens or not oh flip me I I, I want it more uh, um, selfishly because I want that moment myself as a fan yeah I know what you mean mean? I I want that to be on the green put bang and he's won it Um, because I just want that relief from it and um. Yeah, hopefully. I'm looking forward to him getting out in action anyway. Some of the bigger competitions coming up and getting stuck in on a Sunday night. It's always nice. Like, I know other people have their NFL Sundays, different things. Um, NBA Sundays on the background here as well. For me, it's something like this time of year is where I start to get properly paid in the NFL because obviously the, the regular season is good and all, Like, but it starts to turn to the crunch now. You're getting towards All-Star weekend and then it really goes hell for that trekking into the playoffs. But um, always... For me, like a golf Sunday night, finishing off a tournament, especially with a couple of big hitters involved, uh, is a nice way to end the weekend, I think. But um, yeah, have you any New Year's resolutions, Ben, or anything you're trying this year? I did a bit of sea swimming with Patrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick squealed like a pig, uh, sure which was did. interesting. Never seen him do that before. Uh, didn't like it at all. Uh, but afterwards, I think we both felt unreal after it. It's something... Or are we going to take up a bit more? Um, obviously, it's well documented the the um, health benefits from it. Um, so yeah, it's something I want to do. I want to start properly getting into golf too this year, um, and doing something like that is more hobbies. So, what about yourself? Um, <clears throat> yeah, just at so much. <laughs> we we had a lot on New Year's yeah. Day, sir. Yeah, just. <laughs> And that was me for the previous like fifteen days, I would say, <laughs> um, as well. So, not mucho, not good. Um, no. I, I, yeah, um, just back into you know, obviously back to work. Just um, kind of regular meals. Yes, you can kind of have a a wee treat at the weekend, but you know, nothing after like seven, eight o'clock uh, midweek. Um, 
it's good though that you know my own football's back training at least twice a week match on a Saturday that nice sort of three times a week um where you can go out and enjoy exercise and then sort of any other evenings um Carrie and I trying to walk as much as we can as well hopefully then getting into the brighter evenings we'll be able to um you know as you say I go out play some golf um just get out and about get the air around us um so yeah looking forward to that yeah nice little ease yourself into uh 2023 the tourist by putting on eight stone of weight Mm-hmm. yeah which was uh you know thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it like um as I said, hopefully the, the rest of the lads will be able to get on. Oh, Johnny's no internet. He's moved into his brand new house. Uh, he's had no internet for a little while, so that's getting fixed. I think he said this week. So he should be on next yep. week, Um, which uh, hopefully the Arsenal will still be winning games because it would be pretty cruel on him if all of a sudden he comes back on and Arsenal turn to poo-poos. Um, but it all, that also would be very like Johnny and Arsenal, to be fair, if that too happen. Um, and then obviously Steve hopefully uh, everything gets sorted at home and the two boys are feeling much better and uh, yeah Paddy will be on next week as well but um, yeah it's a full week again of football I don't think the football stops now until June it's nice it is nice like uh, it's also nice that neither of our sides play midweek and we can just watch games and not be stressed by them yeah really I, I need a week like that yeah, I, I'm going to just pick and choose what games I watch, just chill out. I think there's a couple of, I think there's a big Serie A game this week as well, Napoli against Juventus too, coming up, so things like that where I don't have to get um, annoyed. Currently, about to finish off, Brent actually watching your Raptors, about to take off against Portland uh, Trailblazers, uh, and hopefully off the Trailblazers win, no offence. But yeah... yeah. Um, Folks, enjoy the rest of your week. That was just a catch-up this week about what's going on. Obviously, the FA Cup has just happened. Chelsea are out. Liverpool are hanging in there. They should be out. Um, uh, Manchester United through. And Arsenal play Oxford tomorrow night. So, the babble are hanging in there in the FA Cup and see what's going to happen coming down the line. But enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy whatever you get up to. And um, hopefully, with a full house, we'll come back and see you again next week. Good luck.